the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. We are glad and honored that you're with us today. And uh, we have a lot happening because uh, we have the first primary in America happening today. And that is the New Hampshire primary. And um, I believe that the New Hampshire primary is going to be delivering up some surprises. And, in fact, we got some surprises already. Now, we're going to be deferring, kind of like in football, where you uh, toss the coin and uh, the team that wins the, the, to- the, the, the coin toss can elect to defer. Well, we're just going to do what we normally do. We're going to defer a lot of that discussion into the 4 o'clock hour when we are also joined by an audience very interested in that, as well as our Faith Talk listeners, and that is our conservative audiences on our answer stations. But there's going to be some some surprises, and I'll give you a little hint in case you've been busy. Joe Biden, it's looking real bad. He's already left New Hampshire for South Carolina. Um, I uh, don't know, Uncle Joe. The spinning, the spinning, the spinning, the spin. I keep thinking the of the theme song for Petticoat Junction. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yep, yep, yep. So anyway, we'll talk about that. Plus, well, I don't want to go too far. See, I, I really want to hop in. The, that's probably the one of the bigger stories of the day, but i got to restrain myself. i got to restrain myself until a little bit later. So anyway, <clears throat> today we'll also be talking about a Florida county. By the way, you know, when you talk about sanctuary cities, well, when you talk about sanctuary cities, you think about sanctuary cities as it comes to um, uh, illegal aliens that are here in our country, those that are here illegally. You think about it as uh, as a Jose Cruz issue, and that is uh, a sanctuary city for those defending their Second Amendment rights. But how about this? A Florida county may become the first pro-life sanctuary county let me repeat a florida county may become 
for the first pro-life sanctuary county in Florida. We'll let that sort of hang out there and pique your interest. We'll get to that a little bit later on into the program. Interesting conversation coming up today, I believe in the 4 o'clock hour, with Dr. Samuel Mitchum, Jr. He's written over 20 books, uh, Vietnam veteran, helicopter pilot, uh, written about 20 books on war, a lot about the World War II, some of the some of the individuals that were uh, very key to that uh, battle, one side or the other. He's written a new book. comes to us from Regnery History, which is our sister organization. <clears throat> Are you ready for this? It wasn't about slavery. Exposing the great lie about the Civil War. Again, his brand new book, It Wasn't About Slavery, Exposing the Great Lie About the Civil War. He'll be with us in the second hour. And uh, we have just confirmed that uh, First Liberty Institute's Jeremy Dice will be with us to talk about the United States Supreme Court and whether a religious school can hire teachers of their choice. Think about that. Think about being a religious school. And by the way, this has all to do with the presidential election, with the future control of Congress. Can you imagine that there would be a group of folks who would say to a school, no, we're not going to let you hire that religious teacher because uh, of their views on marriage and because their views on gender, even though it's a Christian school. So we've got that to talk about today. So um, those are things coming up. And by the way, uh, Jeremy's going to be with us at the bottom of this hour, and I think this will be a very compelling conversation. Remember that uh, you can always join the conversation by calling Jose, 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Well, alarming news coming out of Armwood High School this afternoon. Um, we understand uh, this came out about 1.30 today. There was a student who went to Armwood with a loaded gun. There was a teacher... At, uh, at the high school, and that teacher noticed the smell of marijuana coming from a 17-year-old student. The teacher notified administrators because they thought that possibly the student was carrying some marijuana in the student's backpack. And that's when they found a loaded firearm. The gun had one round in the chamber and a full magazine was found in the child's backpack. Also found in the backpack was a scale, but there was no marijuana. The sheriff's office has already established that the gun belongs to the student's parent. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Who was unaware that he had taken it to school. 
The student was arrested and charged with possession of a firearm on school property and carrying a concealed weapon. And guess what? That could be a felony charge. And he could be charged. Well, he's 17. I'm just saying it could be a felony charge. If he was 18 plus, it would be. And the question when he goes to court, the first question is, should he be uh, 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 go to trial as a juvenile or as an adult? Which uh, brings me to just a couple of thoughts. You know, I think the Second Amendment is very, very, very important. And I think <clears throat> there's no doubt that we should be supporting the Second Amendment. But I tell you, you know what goes along with that? Responsible gun safety. Now, if you're a parent and you have an operable gun in your house, I hope you are wise enough to put a gun, uh, a, a lock on that gun. Or if you have long guns, quite frankly, secure them in a proper fashion or put them in one of those uh, steel gun lock cases. Because nothing has been reported. In fact, this just happened a couple of hours ago. So, Nothing's been reported about the student's motive. But understand that in high school, junior high school, kids and their brains are not fully developed. And I got to tell you that with all of the the video games and all of the other um, influences on their lives, Kids do dumb things. And in this particular situation, did this young man know the gravity of it or not? We don't know. We could speculate depending on which side of that debate that you're on. But, you know, if, if we're going to preserve our rights to have our guns, let, 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 let's take care of them in a proper uh, fashion. Now, Jose, you are very, very much... Um, pro-firearms and pro-Second Amendment, uh, you wanted to share, but also talk about the responsibility of, of not having this kind of situation happen. Well, what I wanted to bring up is another factor in this problem, and that is the specter of recreational marijuana use in the state of Florida. And I know it's like, you know, it's going to be adults at that point, whatever, but still, it's not helping. It's not helping the cause. It's not the situation isn't made easier. In fact, I think it's made worse. Well, let's go a step further. Why would he need a scale in his backpack? Usually when you have a scale on a person, they are doing some level of dealing. So we're only speculating, but... <clears throat> Could this be a case where this youngster was selling marijuana to his fellow students at Armwood? 
Was he using a scale to weigh it out? And somehow did he feel like he needed protection because he's selling drugs? So three major things here. So right? we yeah. have uh, we have marijuana for parents. Yeah, that, then there's that too. We have two separate felony counts: one of possession, the other one of having a firearm on school property. Then the third one is uh, drug charges uh, with a minor. Paraphernalia. Yeah, possession of uh, controlled substance. Well, he didn't. He didn't have any of that on him, but it wasn't in the backpack. But still. He had evidence of marijuana on his breath. Probably, if it's on his breath, it's on his clothes. Well, sure. Then there's the there's the there's the prospect of the toxicology from. I'm sure you know he had to do something where they determined whether he was impaired at that. Time. Oh, he's giving blood. There's no doubt about that. One way or another, he's going to give a blood sample, and they're going to get down to the bottom of it. But, it's just uh, a mess. And just to answer your question really quickly. Um, yeah, you have to be, the word is, the phrase is responsible gun owner. Mm. And I want to say something. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know why? Because this is going to get some attention and then people will move on. But we potentially have just witnessed a series of events that before anybody was seriously hurt, killed, wounded, etc., um, I just thank the Lord that <clears throat> a teacher was put in the pathway of this uh, youngster, smelled something <clears throat> that shouldn't have been in school, and as a result of that, thank you, Lord, that we aren't having a discussion about something much, much, much more serious. 877-943-9673. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be back in a minute. tired of crowded classrooms? If you're ready for a school where Christian values are strengthened and not mocked, you're ready for Elfer's Christian School. This school is very heartwarming, being able to know the teachers and the students very well. We are able to communicate on a Christian level to talk about anything. Your child will soar with a Christ-centered education at Elfer's Christian School in Newport, Ritchie. Call for a campus tour at 727-845-0235, online at elferschristianschool.org. I'm Arielle Winters. If you're anything like me, your pets are not only your best friends, they're part of your family. American Humane, which has been rescuing animals like Cleo here for more than 100 years, has life-saving tips that can make a big difference before, during, and after disasters such as hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, or wildfires. So when disaster strikes, you want to be prepared to protect them. Be sure to microchip or tag your pets. Never leave them behind in a major crisis and be sure to have an emergency kit ready in your home at all times with a pet crate or carrier, leash, blanket, ID, and medications, their water bowl, and 7 to 10 days worth of food. To find out how to protect your entire family during a disaster and help our best friends in their worst times, please visit AmericanHumane.org.
Listen to Faith Talk weekday mornings at 8 a.m. as we welcome Alan Jackson, Senior Pastor of World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Jesus is real, folks, and he cares about you. I know he's about new beginnings and breaking the bondage over our lives that has held us. And if we'll turn our faces to him in humility and sincerity, he'll bring freedom to our lives. We don't have to leave here like we came. Don't miss Alan Jackson Ministries. Weekday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 and 910. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show, reminding you coming up in just a few minutes, uh, just after the bottom of the hour, First Liberty Institute, Jeremy's, Jeremy Dies Institute, Jeremy Dies will be with me. I'm going to talk about the United States Supreme Court, and I'll let him explain where we are at specifically. But the big question is can a religious school hire the teachers of their choice? Now, obviously, you may be thinking, well, Bill, kind of common sense, isn't it? Well, let me ask you, is it? That's why we keep an eye on what's going on. That's why we are watchmen on the wall. And that's why we're going to let you hear from First Liberty Institute uh, as to what this issue is all about. Also reminding you about a full day of monitoring all sorts of bills in Tallahassee as your watchman on the wall uh, with the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. And uh, we'll try to get to maybe talk about some of those a little bit later on in today's program. But I have a follow-up to another story, and uh, this one is very disappointing. But, you know, it's, it's part of the problem we have in America. A problem we have in America is divorce. A secondary problem with divorce is a divorce when there are children involved. And then dividing up the responsibilities. Who has custody? When you can see your children, when you can't. You know, those of you who are in those situations, you know, it's just... It's just not as easy as as those who have not experienced a divorce with children understand. Well, I'm not a happy camper, and I'll tell you why. You know, we've got a baby that we're trying to find that was just a few days old uh, that was part of of an abduction down in Homestead. And remember I told you about the, the baby that was abducted from a potka? Dad said he put the baby in the car, went in to get his keys, came out. The car was gone. There was a, um, a black Honda with Texas tags that he followed. And later that car was stopped just uh, just outside Tallahassee on Interstate 10. Well, how about this? That dad who said that that three-year-old daughter had been abducted, wasn't really telling the whole truth. Now, our troopers, the Florida Highway Patrol, they were able to safely recover the three-year-old girl Monday, uh, again, just outside of Tallahassee. Now, Tanya Duarte is, is the biological mother, but she does not have custody of her daughter. 
Kevin Smith Omido Velas is her boyfriend. And both her and her boyfriend were arrested on warrants obtained by the Apotka Police Department for interference with child custody and booked into the Leon County Jail. Police said a story Miha told about his daughter being kidnapped while he went inside to get his keys. That was not true. Actually, the father was at work. When Duarte came and took her daughter. When police talked to the dad a second time, he told him he was contacted by a relative while at work and told Duarte had taken the child. The dad called 911 on his way home from work but said a dispatcher told him that no crime had been committed. Now, he lied to police and said that he'd gone inside to get his keys when he came back out. After hearing a scream, everything fabricated, he saw a man driving away with the child. He said he'd defiled the car on the Florida Turnpike all the way to I-75 before he lost track of it. All of that's not true. Just not true. The dad said he was scared he would not see his daughter again. So he made up the abduction story in hopes it would assist in recovering his daughter. Although dad was not forthcoming with the information, he gave investigators he did have lawful custody of his daughter and the biological mom unlawfully took her. Investigation in the case is ongoing. Now, a couple of reasons why I wanted to mention this is, you know, a life can be messy. Relationships can be messy. Marriage can be messy. Raising kids can be messy. But I want to tell you that even in the most amicable divorce with children, it's going to be messy. And so when it comes to relationships where you have children, just because there are large numbers of divorces and Kids, uh, you know, uh, either living living with a single parent by virtue of divorce or living with a parent who may have remarried. It is not what the Lord called for the wisdom and the admonition that we should be raising our kids with. And and now we have a situation where we have a dad that was manipulating law enforcement and all of us. Understandably, because he had a fear he might not see his daughter again. I guess the real question in my my mind, and it hasn't said 
the investigation's ongoing, who was watching the three-year-old while he was at work? But nonetheless, um, something for us to contemplate. I just pray for, pray for this dad, pray for the three-year-old, pray for the biological mom, everyone around this. And um, this one got the attention because of the urgency of the moment. But boy, oh boy, I, I know that, uh, you know, a lot of kids in school today, so many kids kids that are in school are the result of a divorce and reverses something from from 30 40 years ago sometimes you have classrooms where there's more kids from divorced parents than there are kids with their parents and the way all that sort of uh tries to settle out can be very confusing for kids going to take a break we'll check in with srn news when i come back Should a religious school be able to hire the teachers that they want to hire that they choose? This is a Supreme Court issue, and to help us walk through that, First Liberty Institute, Jeremy Dines, going to be with us. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. New Hampshire has been holding the first in the nation presidential primary. The polls will be open today until 7 p.m. Meanwhile, in the aftermath of last week's technology-marred Iowa caucuses, the campaigns of both Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg have filed requests for a partial re-canvas of the results of Iowa's Democratic caucus. A federal judge has removed a major obstacle to T-Mobile's $26.5 billion takeover of Sprint, rejecting claims by a group of states that the deal would mean less competition and higher phone bills. U.S. businesses sharply cutting the number of jobs they advertised in December. The number of available positions dropped 5.4 percent, according to the Labor Department. On Wall Street, stocks are mixed. The Dow is down 23 points. The Nasdaq is ahead 9. This is SRN News. You might wonder why Australians always seem so relaxed. Well, it comes down to sleep. And we can sleep like a koala full of gum leaves. So we've invented a solution to your sleep problems. It's called Pronto Sleep. Pronto Sleep is a two-in-one solution that helps you fall asleep and stay asleep. Pronto gently opens your nose to focus breathing so you can relax and fall into the land of Nod. And the built-in scent diffuser delivers a blend of four pure essential oils all night long for a beaut sleep naturally. Then Pronto replenishes the oils ready for the next night. Clever, eh? And does it work? Well, in trials, 84% of people with trouble sleeping found Pronto helped them fall asleep. 74% found it helped them stay asleep. You'll find Pronto now at select Walgreens, Amazon, or at prontosleep.com. Pronto Sleep is the gift of sleep from Australia. From RhinoMed, bringing you advanced nasal therapies. Sometimes it may feel like the troubles of the world are pulling us down. When that happens, we should pick ourselves back up with the power of God's love. Godvine.com makes it easy to brighten even the darkest day with uplifting and inspiring videos and stories chosen especially for you to lift you up and strengthen you in your walk with Jesus. From powerful stories of healing, miracles, and angels to heartwarming videos of love, surprises, 
images and joy to cute and funny videos that'll have you laughing out loud. Godvine has just what you need for the best uplifting videos filled with joy, hope, and love to brighten your day. Join millions of Christians from around the world who watch and share Godvine videos each day. For a happier day right away, visit us at godvine.com. Godvine.com. That's godvine.com. If you drive an import, you might be concerned about taking it to anyone but the dealership for windshield glass replacement. Well, Auto Glass America can replace any windshield, domestic, Asian, European. Their techs are trained to keep up with the ever-changing windshield technologies. I'm a customer. I've used Auto Glass America. They'll come to your home or office. They handle it all. They'll pay you for the old windshield. The next time you hear that rock hit glass and the star appears, call Auto Glass America. 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. Auto Glass America. Tell them Mike Gallagher sent you. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk, AM 570 and AM 910. But you can also listen using Alexa. Simply tell her to enable Faith Talk Tampa and enjoy streaming at letstalkfaith.com. And we're back, Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show. Phone lines will be open at 877-943-9673. Well, you have a religious school. Can a religious school make the decisions of who they hire and fire? Are they protected under the Second Amendment, uh, religious liberty, religious freedom? Are those freedoms only limited to, say, only pastors, or are there broader uh, protections? Well, here we go again. We have the Ninth Circuit uh, out on the left coast, and uh, reminding you that they are the most reversed circuit, but they are at it again. And there's a couple of cases that are going to be heard uh, here shortly at the United States Supreme Court. And there's been um, a brief that's been filed uh, by uh, the First Liberty folks uh, to um, uh, really put a light on um, what not only the Constitution says, what has previous court decisions have to say. And uh, we wanted to find out exactly why the confusion today and why the court is taking up these cases. Joining me today is Jeremy Dice, uh, attorney who's special counsel for litigation as well as communications for First Liberty and the host of the First Liberty Briefing. Uh, He earned his law degree from West Virginia University College of Law in 05. Um, he clerked for uh, one of the chief judges there in West Virginia. And uh, six years before joining First Liberty, uh, he led a public policy organization uh, researching and uh, speaking on behalf of matters of life, marriage, and religious freedom. And so uh, he's been with uh, First Liberty and uh, very, very uh, competent in um, all of the folks there at First Liberty. And we wanted to bring him in today and Jeremy Dyes, it's good to have you with us. It's always good to be here. Thanks for having me. I think a lot of people would be thinking two things on this subject, Jeremy. Number one, well, of course they can. And number two, didn't the Supreme Court already weigh in on this? But nonetheless, here comes the ninth. 
So give us some background. Yeah, look, the Supreme Court has ruled on this issue, and not only once, but a couple of times. And basically what the court has said is that, you know, you need to treat organizations that are religious in nature as as perfectly in line with the rest of the country. Number one, you can't treat them unfairly. That was a case called Trinity Lutheran, where they where the, 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 the church there at issue was trying to participate in a grant program uh, by the state and had a preschool, and they wanted to have uh, be able to participate, well, just like every other preschool could in this program, and they were excluded, not because they were not qualified, but because they were not, they were religious and not secular. You see, the government can put a preference upon a, an entity, whether it be uh, religious or not, to be non-religious. If it is religious, you've got to treat it fairly. But beyond all that, there are other cases that have gone on for, for years, going back to the uh, Hosanna Tabor case, in which it says that the, the churches have autonomy. That, that means that they have the right to be able to, to decide who is going to be the people, who are they going to put in place place to teach their values, to inculcate those truths amongst their membership, and to make sure that the institution maintains its religious fidelity moving forward. And there really has been an undisturbed holding of the court and the lower courts for some time, except that California seems to want to kind of play games with that here and there. Our point in the filing our brief before the Supreme Court here as a friend of the court is just to remind the court that that people of America have certain religious freedoms. They have the freedom to freely exercise their faith individually as a part of a whole, and then also they have that right to be able to have the right of conscience, not to have that conscience disturbed by the government. If we are committed to religious liberty, it means that we have to maintain that, that autonomy, autonomy for religious organizations to be able to lead according to their, the dictates of their own conscience. Mm. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Voice of Jeremy Dice with uh, First Liberty. And that website, if you'd like to follow them and see the good work that they're doing, possibly support them, that's firstliberty.org, firstliberty.org. And Jeremy, as Jeremy, as you said, two different these two cases both hail from California, and both of them uh, is it is it one or both of them that have to do with the the school decided to dismiss, uh, I guess, a couple of teachers. And California stepped in and said that they didn't have a right to dismiss the teachers because it wasn't deep enough on religious grounds. If that's correct, talk about that. Yeah, that's basically it. And this is something that is becoming a bit of a of a concern for us in that you have institutions like this one that is Catholic and has a certain religious teaching and convictions that they abide by, and, and they expect that their employees, especially those who are going to be tasked with um, transmitting that faith to the next generation or to the rest of the membership, that they're trusted to make sure that the organization remains faithful to their religious underpinnings, uh, that they, they, they abide by what the Catholic Church teaches here. And in this case, they didn't. Uh, they, they engaged in some activity that the Church considers to be immoral, and because of that, they were dismissed. Uh, and so that question is going to be whether or not the, the government is going to be allowed to insist that you abide by secular standards when, in fact, you're a religious organization that has an actual higher duty to something above government itself. Uh, and that's exactly why the church autonomy doctrine is so important. James Madison said it well back in you know, the early founding era when in his memorial and remonstrance on religious freedom, he said that what is here perceived as a duty to man is sometimes actually a duty to God. And so it's the job of the state to make sure that it preserves the space for the duty that man has to the creator of the universe and all the religious duties that come with that so that they can be faithful to to the creator who created them. In other words, 
there's something even more important than government to which human beings have a responsibility to abide. I know it can be difficult for especially our friends on the left to understand there's something bigger than government itself, but in fact there is. And it's the job of government to preserve the space for you and I to be able to be faithful to that calling. Mm. So let's walk us through the legal side for our majority of our audience audience that is non-lawyers, uh, especially not, uh, you know, Supreme Court level uh, uh, litigators. Um, so you have the Supreme Court that has previous decisions. The Ninth has come up with well, at least what I think is, uh, you know, something that's, that's not uh, in line with uh, uh, previous decisions. So it goes to the court. And I understand they're going to combine these two cases together, so they'll be argued uh, in, in, in general terms uh, between the two. Now, is it my? This is my understanding. I mean, the court could rule, or the court could send it back down to the ninth to tell them to get it right, or, or you know, what could happen here. Well, any number of things I suppose could happen, but the likely result is that the court will either say. Yes, this violates the church autonomy doctrine, uh, or no, this is perfectly consistent with the church autonomy doctrine. In other words, let's make it even more simplistic. The court is either going to say that churches have the right to be able to choose who their leadership is going to be and who's going to teach the religion that activates their membership, or they're going to say that that person actually doesn't fit within that category. And so the state has limited authority to say, uh, to have a bit of a say within all of that. I, I know that gets a bit down into the weeds, but I, I think it's very important for us to understand that that the government itself, and especially in more liberal states like California and other places, they're always seeking to sort of expand into different spaces that are at, at times occupied by maybe uh, even co-equal branches of the universe, if you will. Government's a legitimate thing. I think you and I agree with that, and I think everybody would agree as well. that This is something that God created. It's for our good and for his glory. But they have a limited role, and when they escape that limited role and start to creep into a, a sphere that, uh, of another sovereign, in this case the church or, or religion more broadly, well, that's inappropriate, and, and that's why our founding fathers put in place these safeguards to say, look, we may have given you, government, a lot of responsibility. In fact, we may have given you even some of the freedoms that we possess as human beings to form this more perfect union. But we didn't give you everything, and most especially, the number one thing we did not give you, we did not give you the freedom for us to freely exercise our, religious, our religion. That's why it begins in the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law. It says, no, you can't do this. This belongs to us. And the reason it belongs to us is because it's innate at our creation to make sure that we have the space to be able to worship according to the dictates of our own conscience. Mm. Now, Jeremy Dice, a lot of this comes, all of, a lot of these different cases come down to uh, these two elements. The left will say it is discriminatory. And the right or religious, uh, liberty, religious, freedom, uh, men and women of faith will say, no, we're just following the dictates of our faith. And especially when it comes to Christianity, um, other than, you know, just taking the, the knife out, removing passages. I mean, uh, the the code that Christians live by, and I would say our Jewish friends and our Muslim friends, the Quran, I mean, it's right there. But it seems like that these cases are going to forever be litigated by the left saying, no, 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 you're just discriminating or this is hate. And on the other side, no, we're just practicing our faith. There's probably not going to be any end to this, is there? Well, I, 
I don't know if there will or not, but I, I know that there will be an end to it, and our side will lose that if we do not engage these issues and do that do so faithfully. Yes. You know, you guys are facing this right now in the state of Florida. The, the Orlando Sentinel a couple of weeks ago had this great expose, or great, I use yep. that term in quotes, I suppose, saying that uh, shock of all shocks, the Florida scholarship tax program or credit program that, that you guys have down there where yep. individual companies get a tax credit for donations to a scholarship nonprofit who then gives money to low-income and uh, single-parent, mostly single-parent household, failing schools, attending children to go to uh, private schools, and many of whom are religious, uh, that that is somehow bigotry. I'm not making this up. This is what the Orlando Sentinel yep, is sure arguing is. here, that this is that the mere fact that there would be children who live on average in a household that makes less than $30,000 a year, has one single parent in the home and not both, and is in a failing school, they would rather those kids stay there than, than have the freedom and opportunity to attend a, a Christian school. Why? Because those Christian schools might actually teach what the Bible teaches, and they could be so terribly corrupted that they would be ill-used within our society. At least this is the Orlando Sentinel's method. And frankly, Wells Fargo has now come out and said, yeah, we're, we're going to take away all of our donations. We would rather keep kids trapped in failing schools and in poverty than risk them actually believing what these Christian schools actually teach. That's something shocking. And if you and I and those who are listening to this program do not stand up to Wells Fargo and say, well, that's the way you're going to be about it, I don't need to bank there. I can go somewhere else or, or somehow at least just to say, I expect you to respect my religious beliefs and choices that I make according to those without mocking us for that. Well, then we're going to lose not only the culture, we're going to lose the law, we're going to lose everything else, and before long, many of our freedoms that are associated with that. Mm -hmm. And Jeremy, you're just pointing out, I mean, we're right here on the I-4 corridor, uh, the place where many say is uh, battleground uh, area number one, the next presidential race, And, and we're kind of bookend here. We've got the uh, we got the Tampa Bay Times used to be the St. Petersburg Times on one book in, and we've got the uh, Sentinel. By the way, we call it the Orlando Slantinel, uh, but but nonetheless, but th- this steady drumbeat of this far left uh, opinion is something that we deal with. And uh, but but you're right. But uh, the idea is if we do not protect our religious liberty and our religious freedom and meet the challenges at every intersection, you're right. Pendulum swings back and forth. And even though the president is putting a lot of uh, textualists and originalists on the court, almost 200 now, you know, there's a day where all that could change. But first of all, I just want to say thank you to First Liberty Institute. That website is firstliberty.org, firstliberty.org. And Jeremy Dice, of course, is uh, just uh, an awesome individual with that group. Remember that you can also plug into the First Liberty Briefing. Find out more about that at their website. Jeremy Dice, I know you guys are busy, but thanks a lot for being with us and give us some insight this afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. God bless you, my friend. All right, more of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Yes, religious liberty, religious freedom, it is so precious. That's why I'm in Tallahassee. That's why you have the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. I'll be right back. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular week-long Alaska cruise? We will have our hearts prepared with worship led by Grammy Award-winning Laura Story. And I'll be opening up the scriptures so that we allow scripture to steer our lives as we explore God's eternal truths together. 
But join me next summer for an unforgettable seven days of cruising. Learn more and register for the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise today. Click the Deeper Faith banner at letstalkfaith.com. Hey, Bill Carl here from Mornings on Faith Talk 570 and 910. And if you're a pastor, associate, or church employee, this is for you. For years, Moss Nissan has led the way in offering special pricing and care to first responders and military through the You Serve, You Save program. Now, if you serve God in our community, you're included. Our friends at Moss Nissan know that when things go wrong, pastors and churches are on the front lines ministering to those in need. That's why they're extending the You Serve, You Save program to pastors, associate pastors, worship leaders, and church staff of any denomination. When it comes to faith and family, the Moss family shares our values. So if you're a pastor, associate, or church employee, know that they're behind you and ask about the You Serve, You Save program for pastors and church workers, available at any of the three Moss Nissan locations, so you can save on your purchase of a new or previously owned vehicle. Go see my friends at Moss Nissan, Tampa, Newport, Ritchie, and Crystal River, and at mossnissan.com. If you're tired of crowded classrooms, if you're ready for a school where Christian values are strengthened and not mocked, you're ready for Elfer's Christian School. The best part of my experience would definitely be the relationships I've made with the teachers. It's great knowing that they're wanting the best for you in everything that you do. Your child will soar with a Christ-centered education at Elfers Christian School in Newport Ritchie. Call for a campus tour at 727-845-0235, online at elferschristianschool.org. The comedian Phyllis Diller once said, When I go to the beauty parlor, I always use the emergency entrance. Sometimes I just go in for an estimate. Well, some mornings when we look in the mirror... We might feel like going in for an estimate on repairing our sagging and bending frames. Age does take its toll. But there is good news for all who need a major makeover. The Bible says that God is going to resurrect those who died in Christ and give them a glorious, immortal body in which they will live forever. And the line forms behind me. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's plan for your body on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. That's Route66life.com. Route 66, start your journey home today. Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. So, if I understand that if I could uh, delight, stay in his presence and listen to his steps... God's going to work out everything for me. He has a better plan. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and online at letstalkfaith.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. The fighting spirit of the Marine Corps is born of battles won. Battles won within. Over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. It's who we are. It's what we do. It's a promise made to you for more than two centuries. A promise of the Marines.
Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley with the Bill Bunkley Show. Good to see you this afternoon. By the way, a lot to talk about at 4 o'clock. I mean a lot to talk about at 4 o'clock. And I'm talking about the New Hampshire primary. Though we don't have any results, the Democrat candidates are facing off in the first of the nation primary. And, um, well, if you know the White Mountains, you know that uh, early voting starts in a couple of uh, notches up there. And um, that started off just after midnight. We've got one candidate that's fled the state already. A little embarrassed about the non-turnout. And uh, who knows? Who knows? Plus a lot of monkey business going on behind the scenes with the uh, Democrat National Party. We'll also talk about their quote-unquote super delegates. Okay? You know how to rig a party? Mm. Super delegates. You just start naming people at the convention to be a super delegate. You figure out how many votes you need to get the outcome that you want so you don't have a brokered convention, which means competing at the convention. Well, you just you just bring in enough super delegates to carry the vote. By the way, just so you know, the other party, the R party, no such thing as a super delegate. Just whatever the states, whether the people want to uh, want to acknowledge. That's coming up uh, in the uh, second hour. Now, I want to encourage you this afternoon. The gospel is spreading in South America. I just want you to know that. And the gospel has had a a very miraculous few days in the country of. Brazil. That's because you've got the Brazilian president, who, by the way, was attacked not long ago and stabbed, and he survived. And maybe that has a little bit to do with what I'm about to tell you. Bolsonaro, President Bolsonaro of Brazil, went to a large evangelical event called The Send. That was held in Brazil last weekend. He was not invited to come. He was not asked to come representing the country. The president came to the event of his own free will. And he has confirmed publicly without apology that he is a born-again Christian. He is a follower of Jesus Christ. And so the Brazilian people, of course, there's a heavily, heavy Catholic influence uh, in that country. But once they knew he was there, they called him to the platform. It was a huge stadium. And he gave this quote. He believes in Jesus as his Savior and that Brazil belongs to God. Now imagine, my dear friends, if someone made that statement (laughs) as a mayor, as a governor, as a president, as a senator, as a member of Congress. I believe in Jesus 
He's my Savior, and Brazil belongs to him. SEND is a major ministry. It is um, a lot of folks that um, come together. It was at the Brasilia National Stadium, February the 8th. Are you ready for this? 140,000 people. That's a little bit less than two capacity crowds put together at Raymond James Stadium. 140,000. Saturday, 4,877 decisions. 7,890 youth enrolled and committed to bring revival to their schools. 6,457 enrolled to care for orphans. Two hundred evangelical leaders spoke at the event. In fact, Jesus does love Brazil. And then when the president also giving his testimony after he was about well, they tried to assass- someone tried to assassinate him. That's just excited. Exciting, I should say. Um, and I just want to give you an encouragement. God is on the throne. God is on the move. And though so often that he is holding back against all that is being done against his name and against his will in many sectors of this country, And even though Europe appears to be dead, I hope that you are encouraged in the Lord. I hope that you and he have been in personal communication all day long. Coming up next, latest updates on the national level with some quotes that you got to hear. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up with our answer friends in just a moment. I'll be back. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'll be joining the team at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2020 on a scenic cruise to Alaska. I'd like to extend a warm invitation to you to join us. I've been before, and Alaska is a spectacular place where God's design and His majesty are constantly on display. Glaciers, mountains, and untamed wildlife. If you've ever contemplated exploring this inspiring frontier, now's your opportunity especially as we will enjoy all of these wonders from the comfort of our first-class cruise ship. The week will be filled with more than just awe-inspiring landscapes and quaint seaside ports, as Laura's story leads us in our worship, and as we turn to God's Word as a compass for our time together. Don't miss the Deeper Faith Cruise, departing August of 2020. For more details and to join Alistair Begg, Laura Story, and Michael O'Brien on the Deeper Faith Cruise to Alaska, Log on today at letstalkfaith.com and click the Deeper Faith Cruise banner. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Polls in New Hampshire for the presidential primary will be closing in about four hours at 7 p.m. Eastern. At that time, we'll get a clearer look at where the Democratic candidates stand. 
Giving the Fed's semi-annual monetary report to Congress, Federal Reserve Board Chairman Jerome Powell says the strength of the U.S. economy is driving down the unemployment rate. Job openings remain plentiful. Employers are increasingly willing to hire workers with fewer skills and train them. As a result, the benefits of a strong labor market have become more widely shared. Also at SRNews.com, the Senate Judiciary Committee held a hearing on protecting children born alive during attempted abortions. Bernie Bennett has more from Capitol Hill. Hearing focused on saving the lives of children born alive after attempted late-term abortion procedures. Hawaii Democrat Senator Maisie Hirano says protecting mothers should be as big a priority as protecting children born alive. I thought the state also has an interest in women having control over our own bodies. Utah Republican Senator Mike Lee spoke of one child whose rights he hopes the Senate will vote to defend. We're talking today about a child who was born and born alive following an attempt, albeit an unsuccessful one, to end her life. Bernie Bennett, Capitol Hill. Heavy rains causing flooding problems in the southeast and more rains on the way. The National Weather Service says minor to moderate flooding is expected from central Mississippi to north Georgia following those downpours. More rains possible on Wednesday. U.S. businesses sharply cut the number of jobs they advertised in December. The number of available positions dropping 5.4% to 6.4 million, the Labor Department reporting. There are still more jobs open than there are unemployed, unemployed people. On Wall Street, ahead of the closing bell, the Dow is ahead 21 points. The Nasdaq is up 14. This is SRN News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. India is ranked number 10 on the 2020 Open Doors USA list of the countries where persecution of Christians is the worst. Prime Minister Modi is from the BJP party, and it has a a faction within it that is a radical Hindu agenda to make everybody uh, in India Hindu. Dr. David Curry is CEO of Open Doors USA. Local uh, groups have been arresting pastors and harassing them with little support of protection from the government uh, at the high level. See the whole world watch list at opendoorsusa.org. President Trump's national security advisor is warning Palestinians Israeli settlements will have to expand because rising anti-Semitism around the world means more Jews will immigrate to Israel. Robert O'Brien is defending the president's Mideast plan, which was embraced by Israel but rejected by the Palestinians. This is SRN News. If you're concerned about the state of modern education, have you considered enrolling your child in a private Christian school? Go to ChristianTuitions.com and discover how to get 50% off your first year. 
Find a school near you at ChristianTuitions.com. That's ChristianTuitions.com. Vehicle accidents are stressful enough. You don't need someone showing up at the scene trying to pressure you into letting them tow away your vehicle. Call your roadside assistance provider or insurance company for towing company suggestions or consult with police on the scene. And always have the price and terms in writing before you let them hook it up. If you suspect fraud, call us at 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. And uh, we've got a great hour lined up for you this afternoon. I want to remind you that um, uh, you are listening to the Bill Bunkley Show, both on our Faith Talk stations for uh, Salem Radio here in West Central Florida and our answer stations. Glad to have you along. Well, in a moment, we're going to really look at what's happening in New Hampshire this afternoon. Uh, The polls are going to be closing in just a few hours. And uh, I think that the casualties... Um, are already coming in for some of the candidates. And we'll talk a little bit about what's going on because I perceive there is real panic in the Democratic Party at this moment. Certainly a lot of uncertainty. Uh, And we're going to be getting that in just a moment. Plus, uh, during this hour, we'll let you hear from uh, some of the players uh, who are weighing in on uh, this particular day in history as it becomes to Uh, the first in the nation primary, and um, some things for us to take a look at. Now, I want to tell you, don't want to miss the conversation at the bottom of the hour. From Regnery History, which uh, Regnery Publishing is our sister organization with Salem Media, uh, Samuel W. Mitchum Jr. is going to be with me. We're going to be talking about the Civil War. We're going to be talking about What was the Civil War all about? What was the big topic of the Civil War? Well, listen carefully. Here's the title of his new book. It wasn't about slavery exposing the great lie of the Civil War. Now, I want to tell you that uh, Samuel Mitchum Jr., uh, Dr. Mitchum, I should say, Uh, Got his uh, doctorate from uh, University of Tennessee, volunteer. Um, And he's written uh, more than 40 books, college professor. Uh, He's a graduate of the U.S. Army Command and General Staff College and is qualified through the rank of Major General. Uh, He holds the Jefferson Davis Gold Medal for Excellence in Researching and Writing of Southern History. Now, even Southern history, writing about it or talking about it can be controversial in today's world. But nonetheless, interesting, interesting discussion about a brand new book. It wasn't about slavery, exposing the great lie of the Civil War. Very much looking forward to uh, his research and analysis on that. Let's go to New Hampshire. Dixville Notch last night weighed in with a handful of people. Uh, if you've ever been up there to see the leaves uh, in Vermont and uh, New Hampshire, 
Uh, you know, um, when you're seeing the leaves, you're, you're, you're kind of going in and out of the northern part of New Hampshire and Vermont. And you know where the White Mountains are, if you've ever been up there. Uh, real high trek up to the top where you can always get blown off the top of the mountain. But uh, you've got a scenic road that I think they charge like 20 or 30 bucks a car. <laughs> we didn't do it last time we were there, obviously. Uh, but Dixville Notch um, is where you have the first vote of the nation. And guess what? Um, there was a guy that wasn't even on the ballot that uh, got got the honors last night, uh, and that was Michael Bloomberg. Of course, there was a little bit for Bernie, a little bit for uh, Buttigieg, a little bit for uh, Biden, a little bit for Warren. But uh, nonetheless, um, mixed, mixed, missed messages. Now, they are, they are in the midst of voting today. But I can tell you in, in what we expect tonight, we expect for Bernie to walk away with this with a substantial lead in New Hampshire. The question is, uh, how about uh, Buttigieg? He's been dropping just a little bit. And uh, we also have Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden are fighting for about 10% of the vote each, trying to, trying to, either one of them, trying not to come in in fourth place. But um, here, here's what's really going on. Right before our eyes, we saw this four years ago, but we're seeing it again. They are afraid that Bernie Sanders is going to run away with his organization. A lot of young students, a lot of kids coming out to support him. Far left uh, liberals. And um, they are afraid that he might wrestle the nomination. And they are going to make sure that he doesn't. That's what I think is coming together. And let me tell you how they're going to do that. In the Democrat Party, you have something called superdelegates when they go to their, I think they're meeting in Wisconsin for their convention. Superdelegates are appointed by the National DNC. They don't represent any state. They don't represent any state weighing in with their caucus or primary results because whatever number of delegates, let's say it's Bernie Sanders, whatever number of delegates that Bernie brings to the table, they will make sure that with the superdelegates, he won't get the nomination. Now, what's happening here is they're also breaking the, the, the rules for Mike Bloomberg. Not only is he buying his way at the moment, by the way, because we've got he's got some landmines coming up. Uh, he's going to get toasted. He is. You talk about a flip-flopper. Um, I'm just saying that to get your attention. When you look at quotes that he made just a handful of years ago, not only as a Republican, tough on crime, et cetera, et cetera, 
He's now flipped on, I can't even count how many of issues, how many issues he's flipped on because the researchers are coming out with more each day. He is going to, he's going to face a tough election, no doubt. But the Democrat Executive Committee, uh, DNC, Democratic National Committee, uh, they're already changing the rules for his participation, like right after New Hampshire. Because the question is can any of the existing non Bloomberg candidates, and remember that many are thinking, that Joe Biden is going to be out of this pretty soon. He is dropping like a rock, and we'll talk about that too. Um, but what's happening is is that um, there's a real feeling, and we're hearing it from Chris Matthews, MSNBC, and others. That when it's all said and done, they're going to have this, you know, this 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 left wing um, party, good times, echo chamber thinking that, uh, you know, they've got enough majority to, to win the whole thing in November, and they don't. They don't really believe any of those, the whisper, which is more than a whisper, none of those candidates are going to be able to beat Donald Trump. That's why they are opening up the gates for Mike Bloomberg for no other reason that he's got the cash. He's buying his way into the DNC. He's buying his way in with the airwaves. He's spending a lot of money, but he's also spinning. That's right. He is spinning a lot as well, and that's what you need to remember. He is spinning big time, and that's going to come out. Now, let's talk about Joe Biden for a moment. I think that... Democrats and the American people, I think that what has been exposed about the vice president and his son, Hunter, because Mr. Biden doesn't dispute the facts, he doesn't dispute that he was vice president and he was given oversight by President Obama to Ukraine. He doesn't dispute the fact that his son went to work for Burisma, who then turned around in, in the middle of huge corruption in the Ukraine, was put on the board for Burisma. He doesn't challenge the fact that his son, who had no oil and gas experience, was making up to eighty or $90,000 a month for being on the Burisma board. He doesn't say that he didn't have that joking report, that famous video where he talked about, he told his story about going to the Ukraine, about <coughs> money he was going to be, we were going to be giving them an aid. And he got done with his speech, and he, and he told the president, hey, by the way, unless you fire that prosecutor, and by the way, the prosecutor was looking into corruption, probably looking into Burisma, 
You know, if you don't fire that prosecutor, and as he was on the stage telling the story, looked at his clock, he goes, my plane is leaving, and he's making this big, dramatic gesture on the stage. In about six hours, if the prosecutor isn't fired, I'm taking the money with me. And the prosecutor was fired, and Biden laughed and goes, well, we left. He got the money, and the prosecutor was fired. Now, what Biden says, all that is okay, but... Nobody did anything wrong. Okay. You can say that. But I think there's a whole lot of people that looked at that and came to a different conclusion. Then you've got Mr. Biden, who is trying to piggyback on everything President Obama did. Obama Biden. Obama Biden. Obama Biden. I think a lot of people are saying, Joe, that was President Obama. You were in the room, but... You know, you you weren't the you weren't the charismatic leader that Mr. Obama was, especially to those on the left. And then the gaffes that he is doing, and the fact that uh, he has plummeted in Iowa. He's actually he actually left New Hampshire earlier today to head down to South Carolina. He did not want to be in the state if he ends up fourth. And maybe they know that he's going to end up fourth. I don't know. But this is going to be maybe elimination time, maybe one or two more contests. But Mr. Warren, Mrs. Warren, um, and uh, Mr. Biden, probably close to exiting. And so many thought that way back months ago that being a centrist to the far left and, of course, the, the squad with ocasio taking over uh, the House Democrat chamber, even though Nancy Pelosi is still Speaker. Um, I'm just telling you what I'm getting from my Democratic Democrat friends, contacts, et cetera, et cetera, that this is a real mess, a real mess for those on the left, a real mess, because Joe, Vi- Joe Biden, the guy in the middle, more sellable to the American public in the general election, Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Well, coming up next, I can't wait to talk to Samuel W. Mitchum Jr. about the Civil War. Written a brand new book. It wasn't about slavery. Exposing the great lie of the Civil War. That's up next here on the Bill Bunkley Show. Competition in other places. I'm Professor Burke from the University of Farmers, where we whittle agents' intellects into pointy, sharp utensils, and this is a pop quiz. What is the best way to save on insurance if you own a car and a house? Should you A, sit down with a farmer's agent to combine your policies into a delightful savings sandwich, or B, keep separate policies? The answer, A, talk to us and pass the mail. We are insurance. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Call a farmer's agent to see how you can save on auto and home insurance. Find your local agent at Farmers.com. Hey, Bill Carl here from Mornings on Faith Talk 570 and 910. And if you're a pastor, associate, or church employee, this is for you. For years, Moss Nissan has led the way in offering special pricing and care to first responders and military through the You Serve, You Save program. Now, if you serve God in our community, you're included. 
Our friends at Moss Nissan know that when things go wrong, pastors and churches are on the front lines ministering to those in need. That's why they're extending the You Serve, You Save program to pastors, associate pastors, worship leaders, and church staff of any denomination. When it comes to faith and family, the Moss family shares our values. So if you're a pastor, associate, or church employee, know that they're behind you and ask about the You Serve, You Save program for pastors and church workers, available at any of the three Moss Nissan locations, so you can save on your purchase of a new or previously owned vehicle. Go see my friends at Moss Nissan, Tampa, Newport, Ritchie, and Crystal River, and at mossnissan.com. Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. So, if I understand that if I could uh, delight, stay in his presence and listen to his steps, God's going to work out everything for me. He has a better plan. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and online at letstalkfaith.com. Let's get some of these sound bites in this afternoon. Kind of wander around a little bit. Um, first up, it is Elizabeth Warren. And I wonder if she's on her way back to the U.S. Senate. Um, but, um, you know, Israel is uh, going to be a, uh, the issue is going to be a big part of this election. So uh, Elizabeth Warren was threading the needle, sort of walking the tight rope. And you know that the BDS um, is uh, the boycott of uh, Israel. Well, this is a typical public servant. She does not support anti-BDS legislation, legislation, uh, but also does not support a boycott. Let's hear from the senator's own words as she is asking you to support her to be Commander-in-Chief, the President of the United States of America. Could you please tell me where you personally stand on BDS, the effort to boycott Israel? So I don't support uh, the uh, uh, anti-BDS legislation that we have right now because I think it infringes on First Amendment rights, but I also don't support the boycott. So... That's where I am on it. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you. Thank you. You're most welcome. Well, that was a good neutral answer. Didn't really get any votes or lose any votes uh, on that one. And um, then uh, Amy Klobuchar was with Chris Matthews um, yesterday on MSNBC and uh, talking about the burn. That is Senator Bernie Sanders. Um, and she's been very outspoken. Uh, about uh, socialism and about Bernie and his socialism platform. Um, And by the way, she could be number two tonight. She could maybe beat out Mayor Pete because since she spoke last Friday night, among the voters on the Democrat side in New Hampshire, I think they're looking for someone to replace a a middle candidate. She's a woman, very articulate, and um, 
uh, very friendly, very outgoing. But anyway, um, she got asked the question about from Chris Matthews about the burn. You were asked by George Stephanopoulos, the debate moderator, what your action was to the fact that Fox News and uh, the Republicans and Trump people will, will be going after Bernie Sanders for being a socialist. And you responded what? Well, uh, I think he was saying, do you think we should have a socialist leading the ticket? And I said correctly, I am friends with Bernie. We came into the Senate together, uh, but I don't think we want a socialist leading the ticket. No. And I was literally the only one uh, that raised my hand and Why? said that. <laughs> I think every I watched. Everyone was looking around to see if who was going to raise their hands. I'm like, seriously? Um, <laughs> I, I think that you have to lead and uh, you have to be able to do things that are popular and unpopular. And I am someone that's been blunt. I take things on. Uh, and I think that's what people are looking for right now. Instead of worrying about are you going to piss off someone in our own party or somewhere else, you do what you think is right. Now think about that. All she did was state the obvious. All she did was talk about what nobody else was going to talk about. And the idea of the debaters kind of looking around, okay, well, what do we do? Who's going first? Kind of reminded me of watching the State of the Union uh, on that night where whenever they had a wide shot of uh, any length with uh, the Democrat members of the House, every time something was said, they were kind of looking around to get the lead. Okay, do, do we clap or do we not clap? Do we stand up or do we not stand up? Um, kind of the herd mentality. But uh, good for her because she said the obvious. A socialist is not going to be elected president of the United States. All of this, the Democrat Party has been hijacked. The squad is part of this. The far left is part of this. It is not mainstream America. It is not going to get you uh, elected uh, for president. It's just not. It's not going to happen. Well, let's go on, and um, I want to get in uh, Tulsi Gabbard. She was talking with Sean Hannity, um, and this is the conversation about the debacle in Iowa, among other things. Tom Perez is the head of the Democratic National Convention, the DNC, and uh, she thinks that he ought to be, um, he ought to step down. He's refusing to, and um, this will give you a little idea about the disarray that's happening right now, real time, in the Democratic Party. You know, all of your fellow Democrats are afraid to come on the show. I don't know I'm, why I'm a nice you're person. Nice enough, guys, Sean. Um, why Perez resign? Uh, voters in this primary need to have the confidence that their votes will be counted and their voices will be heard. And unfortunately, uh, he's had a failure of leadership in being able to uphold that faith and that trust. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot, of, a lot of primaries, a lot of elections between now and the convention, and uh, we need to be able to get back on track. I, don't, I, I could never understand that it was obvious that the 2016 Democratic primary was rigged. It was rigged against Bernie Sanders. And Donna Brazil, when she took over for Debbie Wasserman Schultz, had to call him one day and say, yeah, you kind of got cheated. Now they want to change the rules so, oh, Bloomberg can get in debates. Yeah. And they want to change the rules and let the superdelegates vote count on the first ballot. 
again to rig the primary. That's your party. This, That's not my party. Is, this is part of the problem, and, and this was post-2016 where a lot of people saw uh, the problems with this system, with the superdelegates, with how hard it was for people to actually get out and cast their votes, to get their voices heard. That's driven a lot of the frustration that I'm hearing from Democrats uh, with this process today. Um, you know, it's not only what happened in Iowa. Iowa voters really lost out in that whole situation. But it's also that decision that uh, all of a sudden the rules are changed to be able to benefit this billionaire Michael Bloomberg. And the decision that the DNC has made throughout, unfortunately, to try to hold a pre-primary before voters have even had a chance to go out and cast their votes. There are bigger changes that we need. Superdelegates remains a concern. I've been a big advocate for getting rid of superdelegates altogether. I give Republicans credit for this. They don't have superdelegates. They're trusting that the See, voters will make their choice. I think you've been treated horribly. I think you're, you're, well, the things you've been saying about Hillary Clinton, I support you on. I thought it was courageous uh, just acknowledging a simple truth, that a president gets to hire and fire the people that he wants, not people that disagree with and, his and policy. And actually, there, there's a deeper issue here that not many people are talking about, which is it's not based on opinion. This is based on the Constitution. You know, I, I'm a soldier. I'm still serving the Army National Guard. And I, mother, I, thank I, you I took for your an, service. Oh, thank you very much. But as a soldier and as a member of Congress, I took an oath to our Constitution. Well, that is Tulsi Gabbard. She's not a Republican. She's not a Republican. And um, she's not part of the Republican spin game. But uh, I want to tell you that um, for her to be being honest tells you also why her and Hillary have been having it out as well. Why? Well, you talk about the rigging of the superdelegates, not a good thing. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The New Hampshire presidential primary is underway and will determine which candidates are stronger or weaker after Iowa's chaotic caucuses last week. The polls are open until 7 p.m. Eastern. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says the U.S. economy is healthy, currently with steady growth and unemployment at a half-century low. He says the deadly virus in China is the principal risk to that outlook. The World Health Organization has convened a group of experts to fast-track promising tests, drugs, and vaccines. To help slow the outbreak of the new virus that emerged in China, experts say it could be months or even years before any approved treatments or vaccines are developed. Stocks finishing mixed today. The Dow was down fractionally. The Nasdaq gained 10 points and the S&P 500 up five. This is SRN News. Vehicle accidents are stressful enough. You don't need someone showing up at the scene trying to pressure you into letting them tow away your vehicle. Often falsely claiming they were dispatched by the police or an insurance company. Be wary of any unsolicited tow truck that arrives on the scene of an accident. In fact, in some places, it's illegal. Motorists should not feel pressured to agree to a tow. Call your roadside assistance provider or insurance company for towing company suggestions or consult with police on the scene. Always get the price and terms in writing along with the location of the tow yard before letting a tow truck driver hook up your vehicle and take it away. 
If you suspect fraud, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB. That's 1-800-TEL-NICB. Or visit our website, www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, Mm -hmm, phones, mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. (laughs) Your weight is up. (laughs) You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds, Mm -hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. Hey, one of my first gifts as a new Florida resident was a beautiful star on my windshield, courtesy of the Howard Franklin Bridge. But my friends at the office here told me to go to Auto Glass America. Wow. Auto Glass America took care of everything, from the paperwork with my insurance company to installing the windshield. They came to the studios. In less than an hour, they put in a brand new windshield while I was doing the radio show. Wish everything was this easy. When you hear stone hitting glass and the windshield star appears, call 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. Auto Glass America. Tell them Mike Gallagher sent you. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. The fighting spirit of the Marine Corps is born of battles won. Battles won within. Over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. It's who we are. It's what we do. It's a promise made to you for more than two centuries. A promise of the Marines. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here reviewing some breaking news. <laughs> You're going to like this. Anyway, just remind you, um, at uh, about 5.30, I'm going to be talking with the author who says it wasn't about slavery exposing the great lie of the Civil War. That's Samuel W. Mitchum, Jr. We interrupt this program to bring you some important breaking news. This out of New York. <laughs> now, you remember that House member by the name of Acacio Cortez? She is the squad leader of the four far left female Democrat congresswomen. Well, well, well. Looks like she has picked up a primary opponent. Now, I am a constant viewer of CNBC, not to be confused with MSNBC, Fox News and CNBC are the two business channels, 
And uh, I'm very familiar with a CNBC anchor by the name of Michelle Caruso Cabrera. She is well, well known. Well known. She is a free market capitalist Cuban immigrant. And she's going to take on Ocasio in New York's 14th Congressional District. Hallelujah. Now, let me just tell you this. Socially, she's liberal. For those of us that are conservative, socially conservative, um, Christian worldview folks as it comes to the social issues, she's not there. But boy, oh boy, when you come to capitalism, entrepreneur, business, she has been a fierce, fierce critic of socialism and a huge supporter for free markets, not just in the last month or two because she wants to get into Congress. Oh, no, 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 no. If they're going to do their opposition research, yeah, they're going to get plenty, plenty of cuts from CNBC where she has supported free enterprise. And you know what? She wrote a book back in 2010. It was written, you know I'm right. (laughs) More prosperity, less government. She had she has praise from former Reagan's economic policy and called for limited government. Oh, that's going to be a matchup. Because Ocasio Cortez, you know, is all about the socialism and the New Green Deal, Democrat socialism. This is going to be interesting. MCC versus AOC. The contender says, quote, I'm running for New York 14 to fight for the people of Queens and the Bronx, daughter of Cuban immigrants and living the American dream, she tweeted earlier today. 20 years as CNBC as an anchor, also an international correspondent before leaving in 2018. Arusa Cabrero more definitely said, quote, I am the daughter and granddaughter of working class Italian and Cuban immigrants. I am so lucky to have had such a wonderful career. And I want everybody to have the opportunity that I've had. That's why I'm running. Currently, she's on the board of Beneficent, a financial services firm in Texas. She does not like socialism. She doesn't like big government policies. Back uh, in 2016, she was on Squawk Box, which is uh, a staple for those that uh, trade in the market, uh, either daily, weekly, monthly, et cetera, et cetera, or to just get a, a, a read on 
what they're thinking about happening in the futures markets. Uh, but anyway, on Squawk Box, Squawk Box in 2016, she discussed the trade embargo on Cuba. She claimed that Cubans were using horses and plows to till the land, adding that both socialism and communism ensured equal suffering. The core principles of Reaganomics rejuvenated an unstable economy, and the Clinton-era policy successes took power away from the federal government and put money in our pockets, it says. We must return to the fundamentals of American politics. Small, not big government. Less spending, not more. Hmm. According to her biography, the Hispanic Business Magazine listed Caruso Cabrera as one of the most 100 most influential Hispanics in the entire United States. She was also Broadcaster of the Year by the National Association of Hispanic Journalists. Want to credit um, Fox News for the background on this story that just in this afternoon. That's pretty big, Jose. That is pretty big. Yeah, but she's a Democrat, you said, right? Yes. That means because of her views, they're they're, they're just going to clip her at the knees. Hmm. Possibly, but they it's going to more forward propulsion with uh, AOC than this one. With, but it's going it's going one. to be interesting to watch. Interesting to. Uh, on the sidelines. Okay, let's get back to New Hampshire. Now, here's a question. Let's just let's just be candid. African Americans make up the most significant block of voters in the Democrat Party. Just the way it is. That's why Joe Biden canceled his appearance in New Hampshire tonight because he was going to be greatly embarrassed. He believes that he has African-American support. And that's why he has fled south to South Carolina. Uh, a very obvious fact is if he has African-Americans loyal to him, He's going early to be in a state where it will be up to the African-Americans to rejuvenate his campaign. goes without saying there's not a lot of African-Americans, African-Americans in New Hampshire. Now, Mayor Pete was in New Hampshire, and Mayor Pete has been has not been doing well with African-Americans. They don't know them. Small times, small market mayor from South Bend, Indiana. And so he's been talking about his sensitivity and outreach to African-Americans. Now, he was speaking to a room of African-Americans in New Hampshire. And this happens, but Mayor Pete 
got into a situation that he kind of put his foot in his mouth. So he's in a room of African-Americans, and listen very carefully. It was an accident, no doubt. But he begins talking about dark money. He begins talking about not just dark money, but black money. To a room of folks he really wants to score some points with, Another indication why I think the stable of Democrat candidates are calling the Houston Houston. We have a problem. Getting big money out of politics. And in order to do that, we're going to have to reform the entire system. I am not a fan of, let's be clear, I'm not a fan of the current campaign finance system. And the reality is, it's not going to get better in all of the ways we need it to get better without a constitutional reform. So there are things we can and should do right away that can deal with black money, uh, 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 sorry, dark money, um, African-American money. I'm always happy to take uh, uh, black money contributions in my campaign. Um, Oops. Dark money refers to uh, uh, when you, you can't stop. identify just, the funding that goes into these super PACs. Just stop. Stop, stop, stop. And by the way, it was an honest faux pas. There's no doubt about it. But when you make it, don't go back and try and just drop it and move on. So anyway. Can't rewind that. Yeah, well, it just it it just shows you that many believe that Mayor Pete is just not ready for prime time and doesn't have the type of resume to uh, elevate him potentially be the President of the United States Commander-in-Chief. Now, let's go to another uh, analysis. Andrea Mitchell, NBC. She's been around a long, long, long time. Andrea Mitchell knows Joe Biden, knows a lot of the players. Well, why is... um, Why did Joe Biden flee out of New Hampshire? Well, let's listen in to um, uh, Andrea Mitchell was with uh, Savannah Guthrie. Uh, That was this morning, this morning on the Today Show, Poor Uncle Joe. About Joe Biden, Andrea, because look, they've always said they didn't expect Iowa and New Hampshire to be winning states for them. They're trying to get to Nevada and South Carolina. But did they expect this kind of dismal finish in Iowa and what's shaping up to be not a great finish here in New Hampshire? Not at all. And they could place fifth, certainly fourth. And the fact is, they're beginning to have that feeling of a loser. And when you saw that that Quinnipiac poll, which showed that he has lost 22 points in African-American support. He had talked about South Carolina as being his firewall. That is no longer the case. Mike Bloomberg has moved into position. And having lost so much of the African-American support, Joe Biden is almost on fumes, really. Well, this is a real problem for their campaign. I was going to say, he, I mean, they say they're going to Super Tuesday, you know, win, lose, or draw here what in New money? Hampshire. Well, that's the question. Well, we're just laying it out for you. If you watch some of the coverage tonight, 
You heard it first on the Bill Bunkley Show of what is not only the, the narrative of some of these individual, individual candidates, but the narrative of New Hampshire and the Democrat Party. When we come back, Lindsey Graham, he's going to weigh in. More of the Bill Bunkley Show. Be right back. I'm the man I am today because of Christian education. Brian Kowal is the student pastor at First Baptist Church of Elfers and a graduate of Elfers Christian School. The ECS difference, I feel like, is teachers who really care about you. It's a family atmosphere here. Your child will soar with a Christ-centered education at Elfers Christian School, located at 5630 Olympia Street in Newport Ritchie. Call for a campus tour at 727-845-0235, online at elferschristianschool.org. Ladies, save the date for March 5th and get ready for food, fun, and faith at Faith Talk's annual Ladies' Night Out at Mission Hill Church in Temple Terrace. You'll be encouraged to love who you are and how God created you by Fashion Meets Faith founder, Sherry Brindell. I'm going to teach you how to feel better in how God made you. When you walk away from there, you will feel better about your body about the way that you're made. I can't wait. See you then. Connect with other Christian women while enjoying light hors d'oeuvres and browsing our expo. Get your name in the hat to win amazing door prizes. And thanks to our friends and sponsors at Travel Cats, your name could be drawn to win a seven-day, six-night cruise. You say where? Faith Talks Ladies' Night Out with Sherry Brindell. March 5th at Mission Hill Church, Temple Terrace. Food Trucks and Expo at 5, main event at 7. Tickets are going fast at letstalkfaith.com. Good morning, America. Or is it? If you're one of the millions of Americans who did not sleep well last night, it's probably a pretty average morning. But listen up, you sleep-deprived people. There's good news. A breakthrough sleep solution called Pronto Sleep. And when we say pronto, we mean pronto. Pronto Sleep gently opens your nose to focus breathing and help you relax and fall asleep. And the built-in scent diffuser delivers a blend of four pure essential oils to help you stay asleep naturally. And then Pronto replenishes the oils ready for the next night. Too easy, eh? And in trials, 84% of people with trouble sleeping found Pronto helped them fall asleep and 74% found it helped them stay asleep. So make every morning a... Good morning, America. With Pronto Sleep, available now at select Walgreens, Amazon, or at prontosleep.com. Pronto Sleep from RhinoMed, bringing you advanced nasal therapies. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere locks cameras security system all at your fingertips on your mobile device call vivant now and get a free quote professional installation and full smart home service for as little as two dollars per day equipment purchase or service agreement required conditions apply call now a smart home is a safer home so protect your family and your property home or business with a vivant smart home system call 800-311-6855 800-311-6855 that's 800-311-6855 800-311-6855 
Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, Let's Talk Faith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com. To battle is to fight, to struggle, to overcome, and ultimately for the Marine Corps, it means to win. There is no alternative. It's not just a statement of intent. It's a promise to our nation, a promise kept for more than two centuries, a promise of the Marines. But if only you could see them, you would know from their faces there were kings and queens followed by princes and princesses. There were future power people throwing love to the loveless, shining a light because they wanted it seen. Well, there were cries of we're back, Bill Bunkley, here with the Bill Bunkley Show, and um, got a couple of uh, clips from Lindsey Graham and one from, uh, well, Mr. Biden himself. Lindsey being Lindsey was comparing, well, was making a comparison between the Obama administration and, well, what could be a Biden administration was with uh, Fox News, had this to say. Who they're going to vote for. And the numbers are stunning in terms of the economy. No doubt about it. I don't know if your ears were ringing, but Sandra and I last night were at a rally for Joe Biden, and somebody who introduced him mentioned you by name and said, Lindsey Graham once said, Joe Biden is the greatest human being he ever met. He's a wonderful man. So what's changed for you, though, where Uh, now you think he'd be a horrible president? Oh, well, he's been wrong about everything. I didn't say he'd be a great president. He's (laughs) a wonderful person. Thanks to Joe Biden, we left Iraq uh, and ISIS came about. He was uh, the foreign policy advisor to the president there. Uh, He didn't want to take a shot at, uh, you know, uh, bin Laden. So the bottom line is, it's, it's not about whether I like him. I like him a lot. It's about what kind of president he would be. I think if you like the Obama years, it would actually be worse. And the bottom line here is this president, Trump, has got a lot he can say that the other side can't refute. And now I want a lot that he can say when you look at his record. You look at the issues now, obviously the left is apoplectic because there are many issues that drive them bonkers. They're 180 of of their views on where this country should be going. But nonetheless, pretty effective. Lindsey Graham also weighed in again about the idea that, quite frankly, to paraphrase, that the whole conspiracy since before Trump got elected all the way through, Uh, basically it was a party that had uh, uh, impeachment already decided. They were just looking on how to try to fit the crime. But nonetheless, here's Lindsey Graham on the idea of trying to, uh, uh, the left trying to destroy the Trump presidency. Line here is this president, Trump, has got a lot he can say that the other side can't refute. And now I wonder about the momentum behind him now that impeachment is over. He went as far as to thank Nancy Pelosi for the impeachment process because it's boosting him in the polls. Here's the president. Our good Republicans in the United States Senate voted to reject the outrageous partisan impeachment hopes and to issue a full, complete, and absolute total 
acquittal. We have the highest poll numbers that we have ever had. Thank you, Nancy, very much. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy, says the president. <laughs> well, there's fatigue out there among the public. Enough already. Two years, Mueller. I trusted him to be fair. I know the president didn't. $25 million, $30 million, a bunch of FBI agents looking at everything Trump. They found nothing. The Democratic Party can't accept that result. So they impeached this man over a phone call. They impeached him in 78 days. They used due process that you couldn't get a parking ticket if they used it against you. Uh, what's this about? He suspended aid for a short period of time that the Ukraine received ahead of schedule to leverage an investigation that never occurred. And they're going to impeach the president over there. People are tired of this uh, never-ending effort to destroy Trump. You know why they're trying to destroy his presidency? Because they can't compete with it. They don't have an agenda that's going to make the economy better. Isn't that what Al Green, the congressman who started pushing impeachment? Think about that, because I really think Lindsey Graham is on to it. For many Americans, I don't think many Americans are, 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 are giving President Trump carte blanche on this whole Ukraine or some of the other matters. They just knew to say, are you telling me for this, you're going to try and remove the President of the United States? So I think there is fatigue. I think there is fatigue because there there isn't any great ideas coming out for Democrats except for, okay, universal health care and socialism. How's that for firing up the nation? Enough to take the presidency. I think Joe Biden is dropping because he's the first casualty of fatigue in the in his own party. Not in the far left. I think among liberals. I think there's fatigue among liberals, and I don't include Ocasio in that group. She's on the far left. Here's the question. As they continue to rail on Trump, they being the Democrats, Will this fatigue grow more and more and more? And remember this. Mr. Bloomberg has not been challenged yet in debate, has not been challenged with his pass. He's had a free pass. So got a lot more coming, but I think fatigue is playing a great part. Going to take a time out. When I come back, remember that you can catch the third hour of the Bill Bunkley Show on our app at Faith Talk. 570 and 910. That's Faith Talk 57910. Bottom of the hour, I'll be talking about the new book. It wasn't about slavery, exposing the great lie of the Civil War. I know you want to tune in. We'll be right back. What would you do if you knew skills designed to help you generate income and build confidence toward your retirement goals? Get started by joining the more than 500,000 people who've attended a class at Online Trading Academy. The first introductory class is free. Call 888-989-6525 to register in this new year. That's 888-989-6525, 888-989-6525, or otaclass.com. I'm Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. When my mom died, I went into foster care at age 9. 
Now my heart breaks for children with similar stories. And that's why Focus on the Family developed the Wait No More program to help families understand God's heart for children in foster care. That could mean providing a loving home for a season or a lifetime. The next Wait No More event is coming to Clearwater. Join us Saturday, March 28th at Calvary Church. Register for this free event at waitnomore.org FL. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. As votes are counted in New Hampshire tonight, former Vice President Joe Biden is shifting ahead to South Carolina, where success is critical to his campaign. Surrounded by reporters with microphones outside a polling site, Biden was asked if he's giving up on New Hampshire. I'm not giving up on New Hampshire. Don't poke that in my face, okay, buddy? But he'll be at a launch party tonight in South Carolina instead of at the Biden party in New Hampshire. Meanwhile, Bernie Sanders has been campaigning hard in the state that borders the one he represents. You know, I hope very much that we're going to win here. Amy Klobuchar is already a winner in two tiny towns that voted at midnight. She continues to crisscross the state today visiting polling sites, as does Pete Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren. I'm Julie Walker. A major hurdle has been cleared in T-Mobile's bid to buy Sprint. In New York, a federal judge rejected claims by a group of states that the deal would mean less competition and higher phone bills. The deal still needs a few more approvals. T-Mobile expects to close it as early as April 1st. It would shrink the wireless market from 4 to 3. T-Mobile says the deal would benefit consumers as it becomes a fiercer competitor to the larger Verizon and AT&T. New York's attorney general is considering an appeal. The Justice Department has already approved the deal. I'm Ed Donahue. Correspondent Chris Bodine reports the Chinese foreign ministry spokesman says his country denies involvement in any hacking activities after the U.S. indicted four members of the Chinese military for breaking into the computer networks of Equifax. He did not address the specific issue. He did not mention Equifax. He did not mention the indictments. He simply issued a blanket denial to any kind of cyber theft or cyber intelligence gathering of any sort. On Wall Street, the Dow down a fraction, the Nasdaq rose 10. This is SRN News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Christians are under siege in Iraq. SRN's Michael Harrington reports. A clergyman who is trying to hold his church in Baghdad together tells the Telegraph that his country has become, quote, a land of militias. Even though ISIS has been driven out of Iraq, the anti-Christian dogma it espoused remains, and security throughout the nation is shaky at best. One Iraqi Christian says there is no peace, law, or justice, especially in Baghdad. 
Iraq used to have a robust community of believers that has shrunk to just a few hundred thousand people. Michael Harrington, SRN News. A 24-year-old Army soldier described by prosecutors as a Satanist who hoped to overthrow the U.S. government pleaded guilty Monday to distributing information through social media about building a bomb. Jarrett Smith, a private first-class stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas, admitted in court to providing information about explosives to an FBI undercover agent. Smith also told another FBI agent he distributed information for the glory of his Satanist religion. This is SRN News. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage. With the help from the pros at Salem Surround, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Consumers. Learn more by logging on to surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. On Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around, or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Welcome back, Bill Bunkley here on the Bill Bunkley Show. Glad to have you along the way. Going to have a very interesting discussion at the bottom of this hour, and I know that uh, probably some of our answer listeners have come to our Faith Talk uh, frequency because we're going to talk about the Civil War. We're going to talk about the history of the Civil War. And we're going to talk about slavery. Now, no doubt, slavery was a a very central element of the Civil War. And um, history, at least the history that um, is recorded, a lot of what we've read, um, talks about the Civil War was about slavery. Well, my guest today, part of our Regnery Publishing Group, uh, Regnery History, part of uh, Salem Media Group, our sister organization, author Samuel W. Mitchum, Jr., is going to be with us, author of more than 40 books, a lot of them on military history. He's written a brand-new book, certainly provocative, 
The title is, It Wasn't About Slavery, Exposing the Great Lie of the Civil War. So he has uh, researched uh, periodicals. He's researched documents, government documents uh, of the era. And um, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting discussion. Um, and that's coming up uh, bottom of the bottom of the hour. You know, as we were, um, as we are in the midst of um, some pretty important decisions before the people of the United States of America, tonight we'll be looking at um, probably some surprising results coming out of the New Hampshire primary. Going to keep the uh, the folks, uh, the spin doctors are going to be spending overtime tonight. The talking heads like myself and others giving their political analysis. But um, I thought that if we spend a few few moments together, again, this is our our faith talk <clears throat> station, an opportunity for us to sort of depart from some of the issues of the day. We'll tell you that uh, I monitored a bill on the Florida lottery today, a bill that I support. Um, You know, last year I supported a bill for the lottery that had a warning that playing the lottery could be addictive, uh, you know, for addictive gamblers. Tell you what, the pro-gambling lobby rose up big time, and the governor vetoed that bill. Well, the bill is back this year, trying again, three provisions. Instead of the extended warning, this bill would say on a lottery ticket, play responsibly. Play responsibly. It would also provide that with the onset of the sports gambling that sort of overtaken the country. Uh, The other um, aspect of the bill, there's three, would, um, would talk about the fact that it, being sports gambling, would not be something that would be able to be undertaken by the Florida Lottery. And then the third thing is, is that there would be $500,000 out of lottery proceeds that would go into the compulsive gambling fund. For those of, um, those that have problems in terms of addictions. By the way, that House bill is House Bill 991 by Representative Robinson, which I support. But we'll see if you can't even put on a lottery ticket, play responsibly. We'll see how this works out. I I just tell you, I oppose the lottery. I oppose all forms of organized gambling. Um, And when you are a um, follower of Christ and you understand the principles for the using of his money, when you start with the biblical fact that he owns it all, then it's pretty tough to get the position that I'm going to be gambling his money away because we are stewards of his 
that have been entrusted to us. So uh, myself and, of course, uh, as president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, I think it's unethical. The other thing is most of the laws that are passed by a state <clears throat> are laws that protect their their citizens. And um, I can very easily make the case that the lottery would not be operating successfully as a lottery if they didn't target lottery players in the poorest zip codes throughout the Florida landscape. It is not you who buy a lottery ticket a week with your birthday or however all that works, the birthday numbers or whatnot, or numbers of your children's birthday. No, one lottery ticket a person doesn't give the returns. No, it's the guy or gal who, you know, has an $800 paycheck each week and a take-home of 800 bucks and 400 bucks goes in the lottery tickets. And if you think I'm kidding you, um, go to one of the inner cities, urban areas, go to the local convenience store, and just go in and get yourself a, a Coca-Cola, Pepsi, something to drink. Take your time, do it like about 4, 4.15, 5 o'clock, and look at all of the workers buying the lottery tickets. It's all that money that supports the lottery. And nobody wants to acknowledge it. So anyway, in that light, as we look to what the God, what God has to say, I wanted to share a little bit. Um I want, to, I want to just demonstrate to you out of one quiet time in the morning, if you get up a little early or, or whenever, whatever it is, and I know I've been dealing with some severe fatigue, so getting up early certainly has not been my forte the last few days. I've got, again, with my recovery from the leukemia, and i still got some time to go to be out of the woods. You know, these things come and go. But anyway, I want to give you an idea. Tonight, you could read starting with Psalm 11, and then add 30 to each psalm. You know, you would read Psalm 11, 31, 71, 101, 121. Read every 30th psalm at night before you go to bed. Get off the electronics, get off the the uh, the screens, and don't speed read, just take comfort in the Psalms each night. You go to bed with that. Then you wake up and read the proverb of the day. Today, the proverb would have been Proverb 11, chapter 11. Now, for me, I have three other resources. I have open windows. And out of open windows, that is the reading guide that I use every day, uh, not every day, because sometimes, you know, you got to play catch up. But basically, uh, the guide to read the Bible through a year, plus you've got um, uh, something each day of a topic in open windows. Then I go to Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest. There's a devotional thought there. And then there is the Billy Graham devotional. And so, um, and then his prayer time. So I thought I would just demonstrate how many things that the Lord put on my mind through his inspired word and through him communicating with me, not audibly, some things I jotted down for today. And if you want to 
be prayed up and have that moment-by-moment relationship where you're basically praying without ceasing because he is with you. And, uh, you know, getting to this show and praying for his wisdom and leadership as I'm leading out on this show today. Well, let me give you a couple of examples. Last night uh, would have been starting with Psalm 40. So here's some nuggets I, I got out of the psalm. See how many of these might have helped you today. Wait patiently. He, God, will hear my cry, my prayer. He, the Lord, will lift me up. He, the Lord, will stand me up. He, the Lord, will make my steps secure. Just those promises alone. Awesome. Put a new song in my heart. I will praise him. Verse 4. Put my full trust in the Lord. Not a quarter, not a half. Lord, let me just be sold out to you today. Come what may, let me trust you. Know that whatever happens today, you already know it was going to happen. It's already in your plan. Let me be on your page. Let me react godly and not fleshly when it comes along. Verse 8. Delight to do his will. Did you delight being in him today? Did you have a smile on your face when you didn't maybe go the world way? You didn't get involved with gossip and all the other stuff? Verse 10, speak of his faithfulness. One of the best things we can do is go back and realize how faithful he has been. And then as you continue the 30th Psalm each day, you're last night, but in Psalm 100, verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. So very important. Psalm 130, verse 4, there is forgiveness from him. Do you know how freeing it is to know when you finally know that you know that you know that God loves you, he cares for you, he's there every moment, and that you have total release and forgiveness because he, his son, Jesus, took those wounds on the cross. One of my life verses Proverbs 11.3 from this morning. Let integrity guide me to do the right thing. I think that ought to be on your refrigerator, on your mirror at home, on your desk. Just meditate on that one verse. Let integrity guide me to do the right thing. Now, there's some more I want to share from just this morning's quiet time of the jewels by spending time, quiet time with him. More of my quiet time with the Lord this morning. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back. Hi, I'm Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. You know, sometimes life makes a full circle. When I was young, I spent time in foster care after my mom died. Today, my wife, Jean, and I are providing foster care for two at-risk kids. 
There are so many children today who need a safe and loving place. And the families who are providing that safe place for kids, well, they need support too, whether it be through cooking a meal, running an errand, or even babysitting for them. And that's why Focus on the Family developed the Wait No More program. We want families in your area to understand God's heart for children in foster care and then live out the biblical mandate. That might mean providing a safe and loving home for a season or maybe a lifetime. It could also mean supporting someone who does. Won't you join us? The next Wait No More event is coming to Clearwater. Join us Saturday, March 28th at Calvary Church. Register for this free event at waitnomore.org FL. That's waitnomore.org FL. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. Whether you're just testing the waters of digital marketing or already have a plan in place that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. Face it, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations total market penetration for increased return on investment contact salem surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers learn more by logging on to surroundtampa.com surroundtampa.com connecting you with new customers We're back, Bill Bunkley here, 877-943-9673. How was your quiet time this morning or last night or at lunchtime? Whenever you had your quiet time in the last 24 hours, what did the Lord speak to you by either his word or in your consciousness as you studied his word? in your prayer time. Before the break, uh, sharing a little bit about uh, my quiet time today and the notes that I have for to give me hope, fuel for the day, allowing and empowering the Holy Spirit in my life, and to be on God's page, not my page, not my opinion, my flesh, but Letting the Holy Spirit guide. So I want to share the balance of that uh, in just a moment by reminding you, at the bottom of the hour, going to be a great conversation. If you thought that the Civil War was about slavery, my guest at the bottom of the hour has a different take. Samuel W. Mitchum, Jr., uh, writer of, uh, Dr. Mitchum, I should say, uh, author of over 40 books on military history. Well, He's going to talk about his research because he believes it wasn't about slavery, and he's going to expose the great lie of the Civil War, which is the subtitle that's coming up bottom of the hour, going to be an interesting conversation. Well, one of my favorite life verses is, uh, of course, Psalm 11.3, and today was uh, February 11th, so today was a day to read the 11th, uh, excuse me, 11th proverb, misspoke. 
Proverbs 11.3, Proverbs 11.3, let integrity guide me to do the right thing. Verse 20, it goes on to say, be blameless today in the same, in the same vein. Four verses later in today's reading in Proverbs, give freely. Give freely to those who are in need and those who suffer want. Next verse, bring a blessing to others. Bring a blessing to bring a blessing to those that have a need. Be one who waters. Who waters others. And that means who, who helps others. And then by doing so, Proverbs tells us that in our time of need, we will be watered ourselves. And then I spend some time in open windows, and that's where I read my Bible through in a day, uh, uh, my Bible through in a year by each day. Uh, but then today, the, the target verse of open windows, which also looks at a particular verse and a thought for the day, Proverbs 27.3. Think about this. When you have to deal with a fool, when you have to deal with a very difficult situation, the Bible says, think about this, how heavy is, is, is stone? How, how heavy is a, is a big bag of stones, rocks? The Bible says stone is heavy. Sand is a burden. When's the last time you tried to carry a bucket of sand? A little heavy, right? Well, listen to this. Stone is heavy. Sand is a burden. But a fool's provocation is heavier than both. How about when you have to deal with somebody who's being foolish? Interesting that if you don't just read past this, you think about how heavy it is to deal with a bag of, or a bucket of stone. How heavy it is to deal with a bucket of sand. Imagine the bucket and the stone put together. And that's not even heavy enough to compare with a fool that is provoking you. Another thought from... Open windows, only a life empowered and led by the Holy Spirit can live out a life of godly wisdom. You're not just going to manufacture it. And if you want to truly walk in his ways, it's got to be spirit-led. You don't have enough energy to carry it out. And last but not least, I want to share from Oswald, Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest, daily devotional. <clears throat> today's, <clears throat> today's topic was, is my mind stayed on God? So I ask you a question. Was your mind stayed on God all day today? Jot down Isaiah 26.3, another great verse. 
you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. He trusts you. Did you have perfect, perfect peace today? Well, maybe in your quiet time, the Lord would have fellowshiped with you in that area. And uh, remember that <clears throat> when you saturate the saturation of the mind with all this stuff, emails, voicemails, internet, social media, when your mind, when your head is so saturated with all of this, the end result is Oswald Chamber shares with us that saturation is the chief source of exhaustion and weakness. In fact, he today shared, turn your thoughts and your eyes away from the face of idols and look straight to Jesus. In the process, devote my mind completely, completely to him. And that reminds us of 2 Corinthians 10.5, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. By doing so, I will not be subject to impulsive thinking. Any of you have problems with being impulsive? Just remember, God created you. And his, his will is to have that fellowship with you and, well, quite frankly, for you to serve him. Look at all those nuggets, all those nuggets just in one morning or one period of a quiet time. And you jot those down and take a look at it maybe once or twice a day. Ask the Lord to bring those things to mind afresh and anew. And guess what? You'll get to the end of the day and you've been walking with Christ no matter what came your way. And you reacted with character and integrity of whatever came your way. Coming up next, the author, Dr. Samuel W. Mitchum Jr., talks about it wasn't about slavery, exposing the great lie of the Civil War. That's next on Bill Bunkley Show. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Bernie Sanders is fighting for Democratic front-runner status as the New Hampshire primary voters stream to the polls. As Sanders predicts victory, former Midwestern Mayor Pete Buttigieg is hoping to seize the backing of his party's establishment with a strong finish. Joe Biden just wants to avert political disaster as he leaves the state early. Party leaders are hoping the primary brings at least some clarity to a presidential nomination fight that has so far been marred by dysfunction and doubt. Democratic Party leaders and activists are describing widespread missteps in planning and implementation that made the Iowa caucuses a historic disaster. In interviews, they blame bad decisions by party officials, technology failures, and poor communications for the mess that humiliated Democrats, undermined confidence in the results, and threatened to end the state's tradition of going first. More details at srnnews.com. 
Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. You see it on TV every day. Global turmoil. But these international events help keep interest rates low and may even drive them lower. In response, we at Cash Call Mortgage have lowered our interest rates for the new year. And that's great news for homeowners. If you have a current rate above 2.99%, call us to see how much you can save. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs. And we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. With our low interest rates and no closing costs if you qualify, there's never been a better time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. For a free quote, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. If you drive an import, you might be concerned about taking it to anyone but the dealership for windshield glass replacement. Well, Auto Glass America can replace any windshield, domestic, Asian, European. Their techs are trained to keep up with the ever-changing windshield technologies. I'm a customer. I've used Auto Glass America. They'll come to your home or office. They handle it all. They'll pay you for the old windshield. The next time you hear that rock hit glass and the star appears, call Auto Glass America. 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. Auto Glass America. Tell them Mike Gallagher sent you. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you were not only born into a family, you were reborn into a family as well. Hello, I'm Chuck Swindoll. The Apostle Paul calls this second family the church of the living God. Did you know that the word church means called out ones, called out individuals, deliberately selected people, put together in one unit, called the family of God? And there we love one another. We, we live together with joy and in close relationship. We reach out to others in, in purpose and, and with passion and compassion. That's what God's family is all about. We're called out for those purposes. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk, AM 570 and AM 910. But if you live in the Lakeland, Winter Haven, Auburndale area, check us out on FM 102.1, streaming at letstalkfaith.com. And we're back, Bill Bunkley here, the Bill Bunkley Show. And um, now we're going to have a chance to talk about something that certainly is eye-catching. And uh, this is a book from uh, our sister organization, uh, publisher Regnery History. Regnery Publishing, of course, part of Salem Media. Uh, my sister, or- Our sister organization here was Salem Radio in uh, Central Florida. The... Uh, the name of the book is It Wasn't About Slavery, Exposing the Great Lie of the Civil War. Now, that doesn't get you attention. Um, not very many things will, especially in today's climate. My next guest is the author of this book, Dr. Samuel W. Mitchum, Jr. 
Um, it's Dr. Mitchum, I should say. Um, got his Ph.D. from the University of Tennessee. He's been a university professor for 20 years, but there's more. Uh, he's the author of more than 40 books, many most on history. Uh, he also uh, served our country as a former Army helicopter pilot and a company commander. He's also a graduate of the United States Army Command and General Staff College and is qualified through the rank of Major General. He's a holder of the prestigious Jefferson Davis Gold Medal for Excellence in the Researching and Writing of Southern History, and he is a master historian. And with that, uh, Dr. Mitchum, good to have you with us today. Well, it's nice to be here, Bill. Appreciate it. Well, I guess I guess my first question is, in looking at uh, all of the books that you have uh, contributed, and thank you for your service to the country, and thank you for your analysis, it seems that this particular title might be the most provocative of them all. And uh, so I think it's a great starting place. Um, what you've written here is not necessarily, in my view, just your opinion. Uh, you went back and did a lot of research of uh, the uh, government documents, the periodicals of the time. Talk about the research that went into this particular uh, cover title. Well, that was um, that was the fun of it. There are uh, 381 different uh, footnotes in the book. I went back, uh, found uh, memoirs of a Muslim and uh, a slave trader, uh, Another uh, slave trader named Theodore Cano, uh, uh, newspapers, uh, and various books written uh, prior to about 1925, memoirs. Um, it was uh, very illuminating. The uh, historiography of that day was very much different than the modern uh, uh, so-called politically correct historian today, of course. Political correctness is really just a euphemism for cultural Marxism, and um, you know, they they change the history. Is what they've done. Um, some people say history can't be changed. Well, it really depends on how you define history. Um, most professional historians would probably define it as uh, the study of the past with interpretation. Uh, you, uh, so, if you change the interpretation, you change the history. Um, you can't change the past, but you can change the history by altering the way you interpret it. And, um, you know, they said that Victor writes the history, and that's true, but I think these uh, people have abused the privilege, so I thought I'd set the record straight. For, uh, for those who, uh, you know, have the stomach to uh, to read it and face it. All right. Now, one of the uh, things one of the things that was interesting was even a fact that you uh, put in the jacket of your book, and um, I think this would be interesting that um, uh, prior to 1860, that neither political party actually advocated freeing the slaves uh, in the presidential election of 1860. Um, the Republican Party platform opposed the expansion of slavery to the western states but it did not embrace abolition and of course things were flipped in because the democratic party was uh, the party that was in support of slavery talk about that because that that is sort of a, a foundational point to get an idea of 
what were, how far they were going or not going with this question of slavery on that date. Well, um, Lincoln was leader of the Republican Party in 1860. He uh, um, uh, never advocated uh, abolition of slavery until the Emancipation Proclamation. And uh, he only did that for, as he himself said, for military reasons. Um, uh, you know, he got the northern population base was like 23 million. The South had fewer than uh, 6 million whites. Uh, and yet uh, the North wasn't winning the war. And uh, he felt uh, compelled to issue the Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, partially because he wanted to stir up slave revolts in the South to uh, draw Confederate soldiers away from the front and enable him to win victories. Uh, unfortunately for him, the black people weren't as stupid as he thought they were, and they did not rebel because they knew the Confederate Army would fall on them with uh, disciplined formations. And, you know, with them armed with hatchets and uh, pitchforks, it probably wouldn't end well. Um, the Lincoln had uh, told the South could have won the war one of three ways, uh, militarily, uh, politically, or diplomatically. And um, the diplomatic solution would require uh, England and France joining with the South. And uh, France very much wanted to, but they felt they had to have the British support. And much of the British loyalty was uh, pro-Confederate and pro-Southern. but Lincoln wanted to recast the uh, image of the war in the minds of the British lower classes uh, because he knew that if he made the war about slavery, uh, they would never uh, uh, consent. They would not allow Britain uh, to join on behalf of the Confederacy and ally with them. And uh, that part of it worked out very well for him. It eliminated the diplomatic option for a Confederate victory. Mm. Let me ask you this. And by the way, we're talking about a brand new book. <clears throat> it wasn't about slavery, exposing the great lie of the Civil War. Dr. Samuel Mitchum Jr. is my guest this afternoon. Now, I want to I want to ask a couple of things, only because we got such limited time. And so, part of your research um, and part of going back to the time and uh, of the 1860s of the Civil War, um, the question of tariffs. Uh, tariffs that were being collected by the federal government from the northern states and tariffs being collected by the southern states. Um, You talk about the imbalance that much higher tariffs were going into the federal coffers from the southern states, and again, all of that from the agricultural industry that was subsidized by the the lack of labor costs in terms of the slavery. So you, you talk about that as as what was the real problem because the southern states decided they were not going to be paying the northern states anymore, and that would put the northern states in, in a bankruptcy state. Talk about talk about that, if you will. Uh, i got just about three or four minutes left to kind of uh, lay the foundation on where you go uh, in this um, your uh, uh, research of the history. Uh, of why there were many compelling reasons and it wasn't just the slavery issue. Yeah, well, um, my premise here is the war wasn't about slavery primarily. It was an issue. But uh, it was primarily about money. But then again, uh, if you stop and think about it, what was slavery about? 
Well, it was about money, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the federal budget was $80 million in 1860. $70 million of it was paid uh, by the South. Wow. Uh, the Southern Secession uh, would rob the federal government of uh, 82.5% of its income. So, And the South made up 29% of the population. Uh, the uh, disproportionate uh, amount that they were paying in tariffs was uh, uh, pretty consistent all along, but uh, along with everything else, they had enough of it. And if you read uh, Abraham Lincoln's first inaugural address, he makes it very clear he would not go to war over slavery, but he would go to war uh, over over uh, tariffs. As a matter of fact, he supported the Corrin Amendment, uh, which uh, would have taken the federal government out of the slavery business forever. It forever would have delegated uh, the power to abolish slavery within a state to the state. Uh, it was supported by President Buchanan, supported by Abraham Lincoln. It passed the U.S. House of Representatives, and it passed the Senate, even after the Deep South had seceded, and five northern legislatures approved it. Uh, of course, uh, it never became the 13th Amendment, because the war started, and that made it a new point. But, um, yeah, it was largely about money. Uh, uh, and as soon as the Deep South seceded, they rammed another tariff through, increasing the cost of um, the tariff uh, for the South from uh, 20% uh, to 47%. Uh, and it stayed at 47% until 1913 you got to remember there was no income tax in those days, so the tariff is where they got the money from. And uh, about 80% of that money went for internal improvements in the North, mm-hmm. what we would call corporate welfare today. So money was a huge factor. There were others. Was the but, fact that northern farmers who didn't you know, utilize slavery, uh, the fact that they were at an unfair advantage with the economics of the southern uh, farmers – uh, to what degree was or wasn't a fact uh, in this whole issue? Well, that's why uh, Lincoln and his allies um, didn't want slavery in the territories because uh, their constituents, the Midwestern voters, the, what they call the Northwest, uh, didn't want to have to compete with cheap black labor. And, uh, in fact, in 1862, a year into the war, Illinois had a constitutional referendum. The um, 18th Amendment of that uh, Constitution was voted on separately. Lincoln supported it. And the 18th Amendment said no free black or mulatto would be allowed into the state of Illinois. There would be no more blacks allowed there. Uh, That resolution uh, passed by over 100,000 votes, Mm. even though the rest of the Constitution was defeated uh, by 16,000 votes. So uh, there was no great love of uh, African-Americans in the North. And uh, if you think it's about slavery, uh, just watch the uh, movie Gettysburg. Only 6 to 7% of the Confederate enlisted men were slave owners. So you've got to believe that those men walked into that hell on earth uh, so somebody else could keep their slaves. It just doesn't pass the smell test, does it? Mm. Well, let's, uh, we got about got to wrap it up. But let me just tell our audience, you know, this is why it's important to drill down. 
There are other aspects that uh, our guest today, Dr. Samuel Mitchum, Jr., has researched. They are uh, what uh, is in his book, It Wasn't About Slavery, Exposing the Great Lie of the Civil War. And uh, I recommend reading the book. Why? Because for us to be able to drill down, um, we have um, uh, certainly a lot of cases have been made for slavery as part of what we have been taught. And for you to make your own determination um, of uh, some of the classical cases for the war being based on slavery and some of the issues based on documents, votes, and positions of uh, the um, you know the government newsmakers of the time, that's why I recommend it. And uh, Dr. Mitchum, thank you so much for being with us today and uh, wish you well with this read. Well, I certainly appreciate that. You have a great day now. Thank you. You too. The book is It Wasn't About Slavery, Exposing the Great Lie of the Civil War. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. Be right back. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-797-5868. 800-797-5868. That's 800-797-5868. Join us Sunday at noon for The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. See, Jesus made it clear in Scripture that when you begin a relationship with God, it changes you. That's why in Galatians chapter 5, we're taught the fruit of the Spirit. That when the Holy Spirit of God is living in me, I look different. That's why you'll hear me say things like, I don't have the liberty to be unkind. The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Hey there for Salem on Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910. Ladies, save the date for March 5th and get ready for food, fun, and faith at Faith Talk's annual Ladies' Night Out at Mission Hill Church in Temple Terrace. You'll be encouraged to love who you are and how God created you by Fashion Meets Faith founder, Sherry Brindell. I'm going to teach you how to feel better in how God made you. When you walk away from there, you will feel better about your body about the way that you're made. I can't wait. See you then. Connect with other Christian women while enjoying light hors d'oeuvres and browsing our expo. Get your name in the hat to win amazing door prizes. And thanks to our friends and sponsors at Travel Cats, your name could be drawn to win a seven-day, six-night cruise. You say where. Faith Talks Ladies' Night Out with Sherry Brindell. March 5th at Mission Hill Church, Temple Terrace. Food Trucks and Expo at 5, main event at 7. Tickets are going fast at letstalkfaith.com. 
you're writing a Christian book and you want it published. You also know old-fashioned publishers reject thousands of manuscripts each year. Want your book in print and on Amazon? Make it happen. Take control and publish yourself with 21st Century Christian Publishing at Zulon Press. Learn more with your free guide to Christian Publishing. Visit ChristianPublishing.com. ChristianPublishing.com. Publishing is fast, easy, and affordable with Zulon Press. A division of Salem Communications, the same great people who bring you this nifty radio station. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage. With the help from the pros at Salem Surround, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more by logging on to surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, Let's Talk Faith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com. Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk, AM 570 and AM 910. But you can also find encouragement on our Facebook page, WTBN AM 570 and 910. At Let's Talk Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. Bill Bunkley, the show. Some final thoughts on this afternoon. Not only are we going to find out the winners and the big losers in New Hampshire tonight, there's also a lot of exit polling that's going on. And I think we might, in a day or so, once it is analyzed and um, distributed, I think we're going to find out a lot about what people were thinking in New Hampshire, especially about impeachment. And... um, That's going to be sort of interesting to sort of analyze, even though the Granite State is a very small state. But still, uh, give us a read because we're going to learn more and more about just uh, not only among Democrats, but among the population at large. um, Is there fatigue with what uh, one of the major political parties has been doing um, a lot? Well, we talk a lot about sanctuary cities. Well, I was going to say, you know what I think? Maybe the party is like, they're not supporting old Joe because he's basically behind. He's the one that started all of this mess with the uh, with the effort with uh, Trump impeachment and all that false accusation. Well, first of all, they know that Trump can have a field day with him. I mean, that's number one. Whether he says his, his son did nothing legally wrong, I think he went as far as saying, well, yeah, I know it didn't look good, but it's not illegal what he did. Right, so like, so like Hillary was, I think Joe Biden has damaged goods for the uh, D- Democratic Party. Well, I don't think it would ever happen, but if you really want to have a pause, think about a Mike Bloomberg-Hillary Clinton ticket. Now, this is February 11th. Normal political sense would tell you you would never do that. You never have two folks from New York or any state. Remember, you had John Kennedy back in the 60s. You know, he was a New Englander, plus the, the, the new idea about maybe having a Catholic president. 
Well, he needed votes in the South, so where'd he go? Well, to his brother and to his brother's arch enemy, which is Senator Lyndon Baines Johnson. That's how these things come together. Biden certainly helped to deliver the Northeast for Obama, President Obama. So we shall see. But I tell you what, what if <laughs> if it ends up being Trump against uh, Bloomberg and Hillary, that would be very interesting. Well, nonetheless, uh, give you an update. You know, we have sanctuary cities and sanctuary counties. And sometimes a sanctuary is to protect those that are here illegally. Then we have the recent talk about sanctuary, well, probably counties, because urban areas aren't necessarily, uh, you know, pro-gun locations around the country. But we have counties that uh, are now talking about being pro-Second Amendment uh, sanctuary counties. Well, now Florida could have their first new category of a county sanctuary. You ready for this one? How about a pro-life county sanctuary in Florida? That's right. Up in the panhandle, the Santa Rosa County Commission, after two hours of debate, well, they voted four to one to place the proposition of declaring their county a pro-life sanctuary on their next county commission meeting agenda. Pro-Life Sanctuary County, Santa Rosa. Banning abortions countywide via a sanctuary status is certainly an issue that will gain national notoriety. And as the polls are continuing to show a pro-life upward trend, the left-supporting late-term Abortions, as well as after-birth abortions, again, the left. You know, Santa Rosa is probably stepping up and in that uh, rural conservative county saying, you know, enough is enough. Now, let's be clear. While not all Santa Rosa residents support being a pro-life sanctuary, it is no doubt a very conservative county making a very bold statement. And just like we talk about the potential fatigue with the one of the parties, the Democrat Party, after all of this impeachment, I wonder if there is some fatigue about that same party going all the way to late-term abortions on demand, even for choice or, uh, or whatnot. And, and even if a baby is not wanted after birth, can still be terminated. I say the country will say enough is enough, and the radical rail car that the far left has been blazing down the tracks with, I think is not going to be met with a lot of acceptance. We'll see. That's what campaigns are all about. Well, we'll wrap up this edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. Look forward to uh, meeting you again right here tomorrow at 3 p.m. 
We're on the air from 3 to 6, reminding you, you can either listen on our app. I really want you to download it, Faith Talk 57910. Download it for either iPhone or Android. Open it up, take a listen, and you can be with us all three hours. Till tomorrow at 3, have a great evening. God bless and good night.